Moncrief on News Talk. Uh, this may be a familiar scene to you. It's Christmas morning. Santa has delivered the presents. There is wrapping paper everywhere. And it strikes you then just how much plastic has been brought into the house. So is it possible to source acceptable presents for the kids that at least cut down on the plastic? Sharon Keelty is the founder of Jiminy Echo Toys. Good afternoon, Sharon. Hello, Sean. Uh, you found yourself in the same situation, I imagine. Yeah, so uh, inspiration hit me in the run-up to my daughter's fourth birthday. It was 2018. And I went to a very nice, you know, toy shop and I actually came out empty-handed because I just couldn't buy it anymore. The plastic wrapped in plastic, shipped all the way from China. I wanted a gift I could feel good about. And I realised that, you know, it's pretty difficult to find that. So I figured if I want that, I'm sure others do too. So let's make it easy for people to do the right thing and choose a sustainable gift uh, by starting the world's first eco toy store, Jiminy.ie. Uh, uh, it's the world's first? I'm yeah, surprised first, by that. Yeah, so, you know, wooden toys have been around forever, uh, but a toy store that's actually dedicated to making the toys climate neutral and minimal waste, as far as I can find, we're the first. Okay. Um, and, I, you know, I'm active on the world stage in terms of the global toy industry. I was the speaker on sustainability at the World's Biggest Toy Fair last year sit on all the committees of all the associations and all of that. Um, and people are keen to hear what I've learned from attempting to do an entire like mainstream style toy store, just the eco version, because what we're not showing is like a Scandi chic lifestyle, you know, everything is beige toy store. <laughs> That's not what kids want. Uh, no, kids no. want the garish rainbow tastic toys. And that's what we have. It's just that they're made from maybe recycled plastic or bioplastic or wood or cardboard instead of virgin petroplastic, which dominates the toy industry. And, and uh, yeah, when you, and so when you're when you're sitting on committees and speaking at these uh, international toy fairs, do you get the sense that the large toy manufacturers are really taking these kind of messages on board at all? Um, yes and no. You know, so the world's biggest maker of physical toys is Lego. And they are actually still family owned and they have, I think it's no coincidence that they're family owned and they are the ones that, you know, in 2015 set out a really ambitious vision to have all of their toys made from sustainable materials by 2030. So like they're very much the leader in this space, but their lives are much simpler than the others because they basically have one product to re-engineer, you know, the Lego brick. Mm. Um, whereas if you're Mattel or Hasbro, who are numbers two and three in terms of size, they have thousands, you know, I think Hasbro has four and a half thousand active products and half of those are new every year. And those products are complex. They have like, imagine a toy car and the wheels are that rubbery, you know, type of plastic and the chassis is metal and the body is a different type of hard plastic. So it's more complex for them to re-engineer it. So, and they're shareholder owned, they're under pressure to return dividends to shareholders. So their priorities are different. So here's what I see is they're all experimenting with it, um, but it's not an immediate, urgent, you know, we have to do this now for any of them um, mm. because the regulation isn't there. So here's the thing, Sean, in today's world, okay, I want your listeners not to feel guilty if their houses are full of plastic toys because everyone's is, like mine is too. Like that's just the way the world is and that's not our fault because at the moment it's more economic to do the wrong thing. Yeah. Sure. The right thing, yeah. you know, in many instances. So for Mattel and Hasbro, you know, I've been, I've listened to them speak. I've chatted with them myself. They say things like, 
we'd love to use more toy safe recycled plastic, but there's not enough supply of that because you can't use any old recycled plastic for toys. It has to be something that you'd be happy with a child putting in their mouth. So it has to be, you know, certified and tested and there's not enough of it for us. So, you know, what are we going to do? And if we want to switch everything to bioplastic, that's more expensive. So it doesn't work. We can't do it. So they tend to be doing little experiments. So like, for example, they did Barbie Loves the Ocean was a line of Barbie toys released about 18 months ago made from recycled ocean plastic, which is really good. It's a really good experiment by Mattel. Um, I actually would have loved to stock them on Jiminy.ie, but I couldn't get them because the UK distributors that I have to buy from said, oh, we didn't stock the eco lines. We didn't think they'd sell. Uh, You know, in other words, Mattel didn't start with like mainstream, you know, stereotypical Barbie to quote the movie. They didn't start with their bestsellers. They started with maybe a new a new line or a fringe line to do the experiment. Um, But it means that the, the regular person who's not thinking about this at all, who walks into a mainstream toy store and just buys a Barbie unthinkingly, is still getting the virgin plastic made in China version. Yeah. And what we need to get to, Sean, is that one day, without thinking, anyone walks into any mainstream toy store, buys any toy, and that toy is recycled plastic or bioplastic or wood or cardboard without it having to be somehow special. And yeah. I, I feel like regulation is what's going to close the gap between where we are now, where an eco toy is kind of a fringe, a fringe phenomenon, to it going mainstream, just like with the plastic bag tax. Yeah. And why is there a shortage of recycled plastic? Well, so, yeah, it's complicated and I'm probably not the world. I am one of the world's leading experts on sustainable toys. I'm probably not the world's leading expert on recycling systems. But here's my understanding is that um, the plastic that goes into our home recycling bins is um, a real mix of stuff and some of it will be dirty and some of it won't be suitable. So about 38 percent of what goes into our bins of the plastic gets recycled in Ireland. That means a majority of it is actually getting incinerated. Um, even the best in the world, like Germany, they even they only get to about 50% recycled. And in developing countries where there isn't the infrastructure, where there isn't like curbside bin collections, then the plastic is going into landfill or into nature or into the sea. You know, the main, the country that contributes most to ocean plastic is the Philippines, for example. So, you know, and that's obviously, it's not their fault. They just don't have the infrastructure. So a lot of plastic doesn't get recycled. Depending on who you listen to, it's between like 10 to 15% of all plastic actually gets recycled. So that's Mm. one reason. But then the second reason is, so in your recycling bin, Sean, you might also have lost like a mobile phone in there, or, you know, there might be a dirty nappy mixed in there or whatever. (laughs) And so... There can be contamination in the recycling streams. And so um, you wouldn't, you, it basically to make a toy from recycled plastic, it has to be plastic that you know where it came from. So green toys in California, they make lovely um, like big sandbox toys and they only make them from milk jugs, recycled milk jugs, recycled yogurt pots because they know where it came from. They know that it's food safe. So it's definitely safe. You know, if, we, if you were safe to eat the food out of it, then it's safe for a child to chew on it. And they know exactly what's in it and where it came from. Um, I have another uh, supplier, Geomag, in Switzerland, and they get their plastic. It's the offcuts of a factory that makes blinds for windows. And there's no electrical bits in that factory. So they know that what they're getting is clean and safe. Whereas other you know, heavy metals like lead or contaminants like that would make it unsafe for children if you just took the general recycling stream. So there's a bit of reconfiguration to happen in our recycling industry to supply the right quantity of uh, toy safe plastics and food safe plastics 
so that one day those can just be normal. Yeah. Anna, yeah, because if you buy a Barbie, I'm not trying to pick on Barbie particularly, but if you if you buy a Barbie, it doesn't say on the box what it's made from, or does it? Is that is that something people don't think to to look at? Yeah, so toys sometimes have, you know, if you have like a, a tub of butter or something, you turn it over and there's a little recycling triangle and it tells mm. you the number of the resin so you know what, what it's made from. Uh, I don't usually see those on toys and I don't, as far as I understand, they're not required on toys yet. So uh, the toy companies are not required to tell you what what the Barbie is made from. And obviously the formulation of that plastic is probably a really valuable trade secret, just like the formulation of Coca-Cola or something, hmm. um, because not otherwise everyone else would be making, you know, toys that had the same kind of bouncy legs and all the rest that Barbie has. Um, but in general, toys are made from a small number of plastics. So Lego is made from ABS, a certain type of plastic. Um, a lot of hard toys are made from polyethylene, uh, which and, you know, the interesting dynamic with the different resins is when Lego started their big sustainability strategy in 2015, there was no recycled ABS available and there was no bio-based ABS available. So they went off and tried to make Lego bricks from a different resin. And they announced earlier this year, you might have seen it, that that effectively failed, that they were trying to make recycled water bottles, which is polyethylene. They were trying to make that behave like ABS and they failed. Mm. And or, or and and more so, you know, like the processing and that they had to do to get it to nearly behave like ABS was really, you know, energy intensive. So so they dropped that whole plan. In the meantime, the good news was somebody had invented recycled ABS and someone else had invented bio-based ABS. So now Lego's plan is to switch from petroleum-based ABS to recycled and bio-based ABS, which is much more sensible. <laughs> okay, well, fair, fair use of them. Uh, yeah. Leaving Lego aside, though, you mentioned China already a couple of times. Like, are the vast yeah. majority of, of the plastic toys coming from there? So a big carbon yeah. footprint as well. Well, here's the thing. So 80% of toys are made in China. And of the other 20%, right. you know, I reckon half of them are made from made in other places that are equally far away, like Vietnam, Thailand, Sri Lanka, places like that. But here's the thing. I'll, I'll ask you a question. And don't worry if you get it wrong, because most of your listeners probably might do, too. Um, 90% of the toy's carbon footprint is either the fact it's made from plastic or the fact it travelled 22,000 kilometres from China. Mm. Which of those two things do you think is 90% of the carbon footprint of the toy? I, 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 would guess for the, I would guess that it's made of plastic because at least the toys are travelling in bulk. Yeah, so you're right. But actually, most people will guess the transport because uh, we talk so much about like food miles and shopping local. I think in our brains transport has a huge carbon footprint and transport is a huge contributor to the world's carbon footprint but plastic making plastic from petroleum is just so carbon intensive that 90% of a chinese made virgin petroplastic toy 90% of the carbon footprint is not the fact it traveled halfway around the world it's the fact that they you know made the plastic from petroleum mm -hmm. so even if you're making you know even if you're making your toys in china and if you feel like you have to because the labour cost, in fairness, is completely different to making a toy in Europe. Um, just switching from virgin plastic to recycled plastic or bioplastic actually takes care of 90% of that toy's carbon footprint. So that's how I see it going. I don't see the big toy makers relocating their factories to Europe. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, 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 hopefully, um, hopefully that will address the, a large part of the problem. And... This is more a parenting question than a toy related question. But for parents listening, when, when you know, uh, the, the, uh, the child is saying, no, I want a Barbie. 
you know, how do you how do you nudge them out of that position? Do you call them an environmental criminal? Uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, my first message is give yourself a few free passes. Nobody can get it perfect all the time. And, you know, we all need to enjoy our lives as well. So don't aim for perfection is my first message. Second message is um, buying something pre-loved is the best way to get something that's sustainable. I wish I could sell pre-loved toys. I can't make the economics of it work, but pre-loved toys are the single best. And think a bit about, is there a Barbie in the attic, you know, that Auntie Auntie Mary used to play with when she mm. was a child? Because wouldn't that be an even more special gift than a new Barbie potentially? Uh, you can also get pre-loved toys on adverts. You can get them in charity shops. You can get them on um, your local free cycle group. That's free cycle, F-R-E-E, free cycle. Um, and especially younger children won't even notice if it came without a box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. my other big tip. But then um, third tip. and Oh, and by the way, there's a website called Bricklink that sells uh, secondhand Lego. Okay. Uh, and you can get Excellent stuff. Sharon, yes. thanks a million for uh, speaking with us today. That was Sharon Keelty there, founder of Jiminy Eco Toys. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.